stories of ambition, drive, success, and the personalities behind them. I'm Whitney Coonan. And I'm Macy McLean. And you're listening to Power in Heels. From a Disney Channel star to a CEO and one of Canada's top 100 most powerful women. Joining us today is award-winning entrepreneur and creator of Total Mom, Inc., Anna Sinclair. To start everything off, I'd like to ask, you know, if someone were to ask you to tell us your story, where would you start and why would you start there? I was born in the former USSR in Ukraine, um, raised in Israel, um, and then immigrated to Canada with my family, which was Oh my goodness, a whole other podcast session on its own. It was, it's kind of like a book, like a story where you can't even imagine the stuff that my mom and my dad and me and my brothers went through. It was absolutely the most challenging upbringing, I would say. You know, I, I grew up in a country that was, you know, war torn. A lot of people always ask me, like, how are you so driven? why do you do all these things that you do? Why do you take on so much? And I think that a lot of that has to do with my childhood. I see a young girl that grew up way too fast, learned to create something from nothing. And I often had to start over. I saw my parents go through a lot of obstacles and I think it just inspired me to grow up fast and get my stuff together so that I was capable of essentially taking care of myself, which is bad, <laughs> but it's also very inspiring and empowering because I think that a lot of women um, around the world can can resonate with the fact that they, they too have a story and they too have uh, things that they've had to overcome. So I'm not alone. I also am a, a serious mental health advocate in the space of business, entrepreneurship. And I think that's something that is a big part of my story. I know that, you know, when you look online, you see a lot of my successes in terms of entrepreneurship, raising dollars, being really good at sales and partnerships and working with a lot of amazing brands, but there's so much more substance behind that success. And I feel like it attributes a lot to um, finding this strength within me that at such a young age, I had to seek out. You had a career in the entertainment industry. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that and where it all started? Oh my gosh, yeah. So at a very young age, um, one of my very first gifts was a karaoke machine. And um, yeah, it was super cute. It had like a cassette tape and it was the Achy Breaky Heart song. And um, <laughs> I had played that thing, uh, learning that song and started just really getting passionate into music. My father was a a touring drummer and we would always play music in the house. It was always like Stevie Wonder, Rush, Earth, Wind and Fire. I started listening to like Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, uh, TLC, all these, these incredible women that I looked up to. And there was something about their presence and the fact that they got to express themselves and dance and sing and perform and do interviews. At a very young age, I, I, I felt like I had a voice that needed to be seen and heard. And I loved expressing myself when my my mom would bring her friends over and they had kids. I'd be like, OK, we're we're organizing a play. We're going to do <laughs> like I was bossy as all hell. Like I would be like, I would be like the director, creator, producer, songwriter, everything. And as annoying as it was, it was it brought a lot of joy into the house and it brought a lot of joy into other people's lives. It was my first um, moment of seeing someone proud of me and not feeling sorry for my story or my shortcomings. And so found a lot of 
joy in singing and dancing. And I, I remember early days, I used to skip school just to uh, sit there and call in the radio stations and hear my voice uh, <laughs> requesting a song. And I just felt that energy of like, wow, like I was on the radio and everyone in Ontario heard it. And it was just this like first little piece of like, I think the limelight could be for me. And my heart was so big and I wanted to do so many good things in the world at such a young age because I've seen so much that I felt like the two would merge together. So I went to college and university for psychology. I was very passionate about wanting to understand how the mind works and you know, where people that go through struggles and challenges need support, how can I help? My mentor had told me, you know, you're, you could really do really well in the medical field, but I, I really think that your heart is somewhere else. Mm. And it really stood out to me. There was this like really weird, significant moment in my last year of university where this guy that I was seeing had completely broke my heart. We were supposed to get married. He text messaged me. It was over. Then he passed away. Um, I hit rock bottom. I moved back into my parents' house and I decided to start writing music. And um, I wrote my first song and I, I started, you know, hustling on Facebook and messaging everybody in the music industry. And I got a couple bites. Next thing you know, my music videos are on the family channel and Disney and I ended up performing for 30,000 people at We Day after like the Jonas Brothers and people like Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato. And everything was just going like snowball, snowball, snowball. I was recording. I was performing. I was spearheading the Canadian Music Week and everything was going on the up and up and up. And yeah, I just I really felt at home doing that. I loved being a creative. I loved being in charge of every aspect of my career. And yeah, it was really, really neat. Mason and I were talking earlier and we were just right about that age, you know, Disney Channel age when, when you were on. And we actually remember some of your stuff, too. Yes! <laughs> like the, the Sparks yes! Fly song, I can remember <laughs> watching it on Disney. Like, I was like, like so we listened cool. to it, we're like, oh my gosh, like, that's it was, it's like some niche memory in the back of my mind, but it's there. I was like, Whoa. full circle. <laughs> it was such a moment in time. I mean, it really primed me and prepped me for entrepreneurship. I had to raise my own dollars. I, there, I found myself in a room of five dudes pitching for $1 million because I told them that I had all the Whoa. right contacts, all the right connections. I owned my own record label. I was literally co-producing my own music videos. I was just really, really proud of what I was capable of um, and loved working with um, a dynamic team of creatives and loved kind of working with publicists and managers and choreographers and things like I was living the dream. Like I was living the dream, literally. Stick around. Next up on Power and Heels. Anyways, long story short, I was on the brink of signing a US record deal and found out that I was pregnant Speaking of living the dream, my husband and I flew to California and we were popping by and like sneaking into record labels. I remember like literally pretending I had meetings and like getting up on the elevator. At one point I had like a sticker, like as if I had the meeting and everything. And I really hustled <laughs> and um, I flew to Miami with my radio programmer who had introduced me to some of his artists. It was like a New Year's Eve thing where like Kygo and The Weeknd were performing and I was just like in the right place at the right time. And 
One thing led to another and I, I had got connected with a very massive executive at a record label. Anyways, long story short, I was on the brink of signing a US record deal and found out that I was pregnant and my husband and I were so excited that we were gonna have a baby, uh, but ultimately what it resulted in was um, a tearing of a contract, so to speak. Um, it was kind of one of those moments where I was literally told that nobody wants to sign a pregnant pop artist. Jeez. Oh, and these are the unique challenges that us new mothers face is this whole 360 of our life being completely rocked and like facing this whole new identity. I had been doing music for about five years. I had built a career for myself. I was finally making strides. I was being recognized as an independent artist that was going to be signed, that was making moves. And it was just like a moment where I was like, shoot, this is, this is done. I'm not able to do this right now. Like I have to focus on my pregnancy and my health and what I'm bringing into the world, which is a, a little baby. And so, yeah, it was, um, it was tough. <laughs> It was pretty tough. After this contract was pretty much ripped up and you had to kind of pivot, what did you end up doing next? <laughs> I mean, it was very surreal. I think the first thing that I did was I cut the cord from it. <laughs> Figuring, <laughs> I had to come to terms with the fact that my next chapter was focusing on my body, my mind, my soul, my husband, my baby, and my pregnancy. And so I started looking into like, well, what do I need to eat? And like, what am I going to do? And so I found myself uh, going to this baby show, which every new mom knows, like you go to this baby show and you shop for baby stuff and you meet other moms and you, you kind of, you kind of go help me because <laughs> <laughs> I'm new to this and I don't know. And, um, I was walking around and luckily because of my music career, I started a blog called Your Legacy Lifestyle and I would get a lot of free stuff. And so I came home, I dumped all the stuff on the floor and I had realized that it was all stuff for the baby. And selfishly speaking, I saw a problem with that. I, I was like, well, what about the mom? And all of a sudden, like this light bulb hit in my head and it was essentially screaming saying, Anna, I know you want to get out there. Perhaps you can utilize all your skills and talents of putting things together, doing something creative, and build a festival, the first of its kind, that supported moms and turned the focus back on moms. And that is when I decided to start a project called uh, The Total Mom Show. And I put everything into that. I, I put my heart and soul. I, I literally stopped everything and had a newborn and started planning a massive festival. <laughs> it was crazy. That's amazing. Um, so then to tell us a little bit more, you know, um, how you built all of this and then, and then what it looks like now. Well, yeah, I mean, I couldn't do it alone. Um, I had been working with a woman that was helping me in my music career as an assistant. And I pitched the idea to her and I said, listen, like, I want to start a company and I want to do this festival for moms. And there's going to be a lot of logistics and a lot of, you know, spreadsheets and a lot of emails and I'm going to have to design a bunch of stuff. And I had it in me. I just, I needed some support. So I contacted this woman. She jumped on board. We kind of put it all together. We did it. We rolled it out. It was a huge success. We had over a thousand moms come out. I got a lot of big partners and sponsors involved 
And at the end of year one, we hadn't really profited because it was my first time tackling an event of this caliber. Although I did have event experience, I didn't really realize the budgetary parameters around contracts and all that crazy baloney. Um, and yeah, we kind of, we, we had to split ways. And I said, you know what? Um, this is very needed. This is very important. And yeah, maybe we didn't profit this year, but I sure as hell know that this thing is going long-term. And so I stuck to it. Um, and I spent a lot of the next few years doing it solo, calling on my husband to help students, random contractors, uh, learning how to grow a team, losing a team. I mean, I went through the ringer. Uh, I didn't pay myself. And then we we struck a match where like a big financial institution was like, we are going to sponsor all of the festivals. And I was like, that's happening. And literally <laughs> um, uh, the pandemic happened. And so oh, I had to cancel. That was the off. pandemic. No, <laughs> no, the, the pandemic. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Like not another issue. And so one of the things that was really neat about the festivals is we had this thing called the total mom pitch and the total mom pitch was like a shark tank or a dragon's den or something like that, where moms would go up on the stage, pitch their business, but were met with very successful women that were there to champion them and give them feedback and support and money without taking their equity at all. And I thought all of these small businesses, these sponsors, these partners, everybody is going through the ringer, sat down with my husband and we said, why don't we take this out of Toronto and put this all across the country and help all of these small entrepreneurs access funding and make introductions and relationships and get connected with the programs that were so evidently being created for the need of getting this economy back on track. And we were in the right place at the right time. And we went national. We garnered like thousands of new leads and members and people and at the heart of it all, we were really helping real parents with the decisions that they were making. Um, I was championing and advocating for women and moms across the media, pretty much sharing the statistics around the fact that like millions of mothers had lost their jobs and tons of families and partners were trying to have these discussions behind closed doors where their passion project is not important anymore because financially that's not something they can invest in or people were leaving corporate to stay at home to take care of their families because the schools were constantly closed. Canada's total mom pitch exploded. Uh, it just brought so much life into this company and into the people that were working with me on it. Um, and really, I think it was the start of the future of total mom. That's so exciting. And looking into the future, do you have any big plans or dreams? 100%. I mean, so we just partnered up with Bell and Vistaprint to be giving out scholarships. Awesome. We are launching an app. We are bringing the Total Mom Show back in the summer Yay. of 2024, which is so exciting. We're going to do like probably four major cities across the country. We have this proprietary research and report that we've been working with uh, WEC, which is the Women's Entrepreneurship Knowledge Hub, that really focuses on the state of juggling motherhood and business and where do these women need more support systems? Where are they struggling and what can we do for them? So we really look to become a leading change maker in the industry that's championing women, helping parents and really creating a more inclusive and diverse and equitable space for moms to get back in the bandwagon and do what lights their fire. You know, it's just, it's, there's so much stuff that we've got in the background that we're working on. Recently, I had 
talked to my husband and my team and everything and embarked on something brand new, something that is happening this spring. Um, and really, this is the first podcast I'm even talking about this or even really mentioning this at all. It's called the Canadian Women Entrepreneur Industry Gala, the CWEs. And it's going to be bringing together Canada's leading brands and companies that are committed to driving impact and fostering great relationships in the world of women entrepreneurship. So think of this gala as a moment in time where the networking and the meeting and the connections of top executives, big brands, agencies, influencers, entrepreneurs, media, creators, this unforgettable night of networking where we get to recognize these brands for the women-led initiatives that they're that they're forging and that they've put together and the meaningful and measurable results that they have been able to achieve, whether it's helping thousands of entrepreneur women or millions of dollars in funding, I have decided that we need to champion those people too, highlight them and bring them all together so we can continue having the discussions of what is possible for the support systems that we need in this country. So I am putting together a $225,000 gala um, and telling everyone that it's happening in five months. And, and, and yeah, <laughs> I don't even know why or how, but I just know that it's happening. And I, and, and that's, that's so cool. awesome. We're about to launch it and we're about to tell everyone and um, I'm so scared. I'm so, so scared. I, I, I'm so nervous and, and, and stressed out. But at the same time, I'm so proud because this is so needed. I'm honestly so excited for it, too. And I mean, it, what a great idea. And, and there's really amazing and beautiful things happen when women come together. So I cannot wait to see Absolutely. what this ends up being like. And I mean, it's going to be amazing. You are so talented and so hardworking. Of course, it's going to go great. Uh, but yeah, I'm super, super excited for this. Thank you so much. Yeah. If you're not scared, if you're not like, if people aren't like talking about you and being like, who is this person on the scene, then you're not going big. Hey, it's Macy and Whitney. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Power and Heels. Make sure to join the conversation and never miss a new episode by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. One thing in particular that you had mentioned during our pre-interview chat was that you said ceilings always go higher. And I really love that line. So can you talk to us about it and tell us what it, what it means to you? Yeah, I think even anybody that's listening right now, if you think about that statement, the ceiling always raises higher. That is so, so true. Um, not only do you go and you accomplish one thing and then there's something else to accomplish after that? Or, you know, say you start a business and you finally got it off the ground. Now you got to grow it. Now you got to get more funding or now you become a mom and you, you've survived the labor and delivery, but now you've got to figure out how to change the diapers and stay up all night. The ceiling always raises higher. And I think it's super, super important to remember that, you know, we have to check in to our mental health and we need to check in to where our mind is at and how our mindset is working. We have to kind of be connected with our goals, but also be like our own self cheerleaders. Um, one of the things that I always talk about is the fact that no matter how hard you work, no matter what you do, no matter all the little things that you're doing behind the scenes, no one is just going to jump out of the bushes and be like, oh my God, you're doing such a great job. Like <laughs> People are all living their lives and everyone's doing their little things. And 
as sad as it is, um, we have to learn how to fill our cups and have healthy boundaries, but we need to like stop for a minute and not look up to the ceiling, but be here in the present and now. And that is probably one of the hardest things to do when you've got a laundry list of things to do, bills to pay, people to feed. Being in the present is a challenge for many of us and, and is a challenge for me sometimes. And so I think it's important to remember that we don't have to always like reach for the stars. It's okay to stop and do nothing at all. Um, doing nothing can sometimes bring so much clarity and peace that invigorates you and gives you that power to get back to the things that you've committed to. You mentioned a story to us about a, a millionaire who was, was about to go bankrupt, uh, but then instead of you know dealing with it, he decided to do something else. So I don't know if you want to tell us a bit about that story. And, and well, no, I mean, yeah, this guy literally was about to go bankrupt and um, he decided to do nothing and go golfing instead. And <laughs> I was like, why is my mentor telling me this story? Like, this is the, the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, why are you golfing? You're, you're about to go bankrupt. Like, do something, you know? And that was my frantic energy of fight or flight response of like, yeah. oh my gosh, what, what would I do? I had realized as I was listening to the story that by doing nothing, he had literally calmed his nervous system down and had calmed himself down enough to realize that it was going to be okay and that he does have people in his corner. He simply opened up, called somebody, told them vulnerably what was going on, and he got out of that situation. And that has stuck with me so many times. There's been so many moments where I've been in positions and within this company and in life where I felt like, oh my gosh, like I'm about to lose everything. And I too stopped and did nothing, went for a hot tub, <laughs> stopped online. I mean, this is a moment in time where you can actually just stop for a minute and then realize, okay, 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 okay. It's going to be okay. Like, I just need to talk this out or think this through and just need to chill out for a minute. And I've gotten out of some very sticky situations by doing nothing at all. Interesting. That's honestly yeah. like it's, it's valid because like sometimes you just need to do nothing and clear your head and then come back to the situation with a different mindset and a different perspective. Yeah. And, and life is happening in the background. Like I think that a lot of people, when they get into difficult situations, they don't feel vulnerable enough to tell someone else. People want to genuinely help. People want to see you succeed. I mean, people are in your corner, but you have to open up and tell people what's going on so that people can actually know what to do. And so if you're listening to this and you need support, you need help of any kind, actually go and ask for it. Don't wait around in your own mind being like, how am I going to figure this out? Or, oh my God, I feel so sorry for myself. Like pick up a phone, call someone and say, I need help. We got to get past this idea that we have to do everything ourselves and that it's a weak thing to ask for help, right? Like it's not weak at all. I mean, we all deserve help. We all should have help and support. And, you know, moms are just expected to like bounce back and things like that. But bouncing back is a cultural idea that I have a very, 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 very conflicting feeling about. I think a lot of people would say, oh, Anna, you bounced back. But becoming a mother is the most life-altering thing that can happen to you. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, you, you are a new person. You have 
a, a whole list of responsibilities that people back in the day had villages behind them. Your abs literally separate to make space for a human being. It takes a while for them to come back. Not everyone has the money to get a personal trainer, get back into the gym. It's like my sixth, seventh year post baby, and I'm only starting to get my body back. And I'm getting my body back as a form of working on my mental health and feeling empowerment and inspiration. I had to come to terms that my body that I had was my body and I had to learn to love it. And for those of us who have not started our families yet, what would be a big piece of advice that you would have? I mean, enjoy every moment that you have. If you want to get a lot of stuff off your bucket list, get it off that bucket list, but you'll also have a cool new bucket list with your family later on. So if it's things you want to do solo, if it's crazy, outrageous stuff you want to get out of the way, get it out of the way. Because the reality of becoming a parent is that you are now responsible for the growth and development of a human being. And I took psychology for six years. I did child psychology courses in my classes and the, the smallest things that you say to your children or the, the, the moments of being a human and flipping out or being angry can scar them for life. So if you don't have children right now, go get some tequila, go have fun, get on the trip, build your dream company, like get it all done. And then when you become a parent, you can still do that. You can still take action. You could still do both, but just know that realistically, there's just a lot more on your plate. I wish I knew back then you can't prepare for parenthood. And when it happens to you, it's such a unique and dynamic experience. And um, you just have to wholeheartedly throw yourself in there and and wake up every day starting over. That's kind of a random question, but I'm just curious. <laughs> Would you ever go back to your singing career? Like after all of these accomplishments and years that have passed, would you ever want to go into it again? Even just like on your own? Dying. I mean, if anybody <laughs> is that corny chick that is literally singing in front of the mirror doing dance moves to <laughs> the hottest pop songs out there right now, it's this girl right here. I've been writing so much music. Um, I mean, even, okay, oh. so, no, 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 no. I've been writing, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't fully released anything. I've been talking to some really big producers. I've touched base with people in the music business. However, I have a lot of a lot going on in my plate right now. Yeah. I did think about potentially creating a woman in music showcase at the CWE gala and having a couple different diverse women recording artists perform and potentially slipping myself in there to do a song. <laughs> um, I mean, I I could. I mean, I I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I bet. I, I like. Could I really gather? a dance number, practice, rehearse, run this event and do all that? I don't know. Probably not. But I have thought about it the other day and I, I found a song that would be absolutely inspiring and empowering for that gala that focuses on this whole premise of this woman being judged because she's a woman. And I think it would be very relevant, but I don't know. I It's a lot of work to get that all together and who knows, but I'm, I'm really thinking of doing a a, a woman in music showcase and I'm hoping to 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 hopefully find some really cool artists to perform at this gala that'd be amazing uh, I'm I'm here for it you totally <laughs> should and you know what you don't you don't even have to like like have a perfect yeah. like cut out thing like what, if you have all the other performers perform and then you come out the end and you just make it like a 
just be kind of a karaoke <laughs> together. Have everybody come up. You all sing together. Oh my gosh. Are you up. <laughs> I'm a little, like, no. <laughs> no, do I, I mean, it would just be like, you know, just, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like everybody yeah. would just want to be together and all these women just want to be with each other and support. And I feel yeah. like if, if that song spoke to you, I'm sure it spoke to others as well. So I'm just telling you this now. I guarantee people will love it. <laughs> Are you saying collaborate with a couple of those other artists to do that song? Ooh. Ooh, that no that's I love that do it <laughs> I love that <laughs> like how cool would that be right? right thank you in the <laughs> but yeah honestly I, I I you know I think if it spoke to you it will absolutely speak to others and I think you know I think you thank should you. do it I think you should share it. I know it'll help a lot of other people as well so well we'll see we'll see I'll talk to the concierge <laughs> I already can hear them. They're like, oh my God, stop <laughs> bigger and bigger. Like, just, They're like, another idea? Are you kidding? <laughs> well, you have shared so much advice with us and I feel so inspired and I've learned a lot and I'm sure Macy and our listeners yes. have as well. Um, but before we you know, end our time with you as much as I'd love to keep talking, um, <laughs> we do always just love to ask our guests um, you know, if they have any last words or any last pieces of advice that they want to share with our listeners, the time is yours. Oh, wow. <laughs> Two things. One is Canada's tonal mom pitch is happening from now till uh, March 20th. So if you are a woman that is also a mom and you could use some extra funding, some resources, some support, some introductions, Canada's tonal mom pitch is the finale is happening live at the CWE gala. So Ooh. on an 80 foot stage, Drake's venue, Drake and Live Nation's venue, the History Toronto, I mean, this is a live concert hall, guys. This is going to be, imagine pitching your business on that stage in front of the entire industry championing you, ready to see you succeed. Apply right now at totalmompitch.ca. Uh, the other thing is obviously if you're an executive woman and you're from an organization that is championing women as well and is looking to um, share an initiative or program that your company has been working really, really hard on. This is your time to nominate your company. You can self-nominate or nominate another company at cwegala.com. And April 14th, um, all of those nominations will be held and brought over to an advisory board and you and your company could be recognized live at this industry gala on May 30th. Um, last piece of advice is literally just, it's okay. Like it's, it, it's okay. <laughs> Tomorrow is a new day, whatever you've got going on today, just know that you are a rocket and that we all have our bad days. I mean, I, last week I was like in tears thinking I was going to lose my company this week. I'm like, I got this under control. So just always remember that tomorrow is a new day and you have an opportunity for a new mindset. So make that mindset count, speak powerfully to yourself and remember that your words have a huge significant impact on your vibration and who you are and your belief system. You're as only as limited as, as you believe you are. So do not let the fear of failure stop you from becoming the most epic version of yourself. That was so inspiring. You were honestly so inspiring. This has been amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much <laughs> for joining us today. Um, it, has, it has been a blast. <laughs> it has been, it's been so much fun. 